0: Hello, hello. My name is April Malone, and I'm with Yes, I Work From Home, and this is the podcast. Today, I have Jen Hughes, my dear friend, with me today. She's a certified public accountant, but we have lots of other things to talk about as well. We're going to talk about both of our journeys, um, raising kids and uh, working from home, and let's go. Jen, are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for coming today. Of course. I wanted to kind of break up the... You know, these episodes, I've been interviewing people, some people that I know and some people that I don't know. And I noticed that I have interviewed quite a few male entrepreneurs and I needed to bring in and and people I didn't know personally, a few in a row. And so it's really nice to have a familiar face back in here with me again. And we have a lot of history, so. (laughs)
1: We do. I think we've known each other three, four years now since our oldest. Yeah, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. Our oldest kids are in fourth grade together.
0: Yes, yes. So um, Jen brought her kids to a birthday party that I hosted for our daughter when she was turning seven, and... Right. I'll tell my part of the story. <laughs> and I had just uh, decided to interview with VIP Kid that week. And I was working really, 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 really hard on preparing myself for this uh, kind of intense interview. It's really kind of high stakes, you know, as far as that job was concerned. Um, trying something that I had never done before. Uh, English as a second language online is, is just requires a lot of different techniques than you would use like in a classroom. So I had spent basically all of my time that week preparing for this interview and not for my daughter's birthday.
1: And so, you and you had a lot planned for your daughter's birthday, as I remember. <laughs> yeah, Games so we thought, oh, it'd be crap.
0: easy. We'll just have it at the park, just a few houses away from our house. You know, it's, it's just like seven houses away. Well, I had never hosted a park birthday party before, and I didn't realize how big of a distance that is when you have to like run back home to grab something that you forgot, like the lighter for the (laughs) birthday candle or something like that. And um, I think my husband had overslept and he ended up going to Costco while the birthday party had already started to go get the rest of the groceries and to pick up the cake. And yeah, I guess I did have crafts. And, and I mean, it was a simple game. (laughs) It was like pin the tail on all of the animals from like Mm a, a, a calendar. <laughs> and yeah, it was fun. Um, but Jen texted me later that day and she's like, hey, I had some pictures from the party. And I had literally no idea who she was.
1: <laughs> yes, and in fact, she's like, "Oh, I have some pictures too of your kid." And she sent me pictures of someone else's kid. And I said, <laughs> "These are fantastic. You could you should send them to his mom. I think her name is." Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yep. so I felt like we had just moved. We we had already lived in Arizona, but we had just changed cities. So we went from Chandler to Gilbert. And we had changed schools right at the same time. And so basically, we were building a completely new community with our neighbors and the school and just, um, you know, I, I'm not from here. So I don't have a big collection of friends and family to do things. So when we had a birthday party, we literally invited people that we didn't know, like every single person, like, basically, we didn't know anybody. And so I just felt like this hot mess, spazzy mom who was just running around like a chicken with her head cut off. And all the moms were so gracious and they were like helping open the packages of food and sending things out and being reassuring. But I was like 99% embarrassed. Aww. And and so I think it was like a week or so later that you were like, yeah, I'm Jen. I'm the one who sent you the picture. And I think we started to become parking lot friends at that point.
1: That's right. That's right, I, I was talking to a different friend today and I said, you know, April and I clicked right away But we were lucky because, you know, they talk about making adult friends and you have to have however many positive interactions, like 50, (laughs) right? You have to have like 50 positive interactions with somebody to to become friends or to decide that you want to be friends with them. It's Hmm. much easier when you're, say, in college and you see people every few days or you're in elementary school and you see them every day. When you're an adult, unless you work with them, you don't see them every day. And, um, and so if you're in, you know, a weekly aerobics class or you're in a monthly book club or a monthly bunko group, it -hmm. takes a long time to get to know people. And so, yeah, we became parking lot friends and at pick up and drop off as we were walking kids into the school, uh, there were many, many mornings where there were screaming children for Mm -hmm. all of our children, all five of them, one time (laughs) or another, (laughs) and, uh, and, you know, it was just, again, really nice to have another mom to say, to be gracious and say, it's not you, mm-hmm. it's the kids. Yes. Um, yes. Can I think I w- it
0: really helps the bonding process like accelerate.
1: Yes. When you have when you have something that near and dear to your heart as your kids and somebody who just instantly gets it like, oh, yeah, yeah. my kid does that, too. Oh, no, it's not just you. We fight over breakfast every morning.
0: Or oh it was socks this morning. How about you? Oh it <laughs> right. was shoes. Oh, we were fine with shoes, but the socks.
1: Yeah. hmm yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and then our yeah, our two oldest were in the same grade, and then our youngest, so I have three children. So my youngest and then your second child. They were in um I don't know if they were in preschool together at that point, but the next year they were. And mm-hmm. I think I, we had that double uh and then you joined the book club. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember if I invited you or if someone else in our community did, but
1: no, you did, and it was because we were. Um, we went to a different birthday party. We went to another kid's birthday party at Bounce U. I okay. don't remember. I don't remember who it was, but we were there, and and I was like, "Hey, I know you." <laughs> um, and being a working mom in a lot of ways, it was hard for me. To to sort of break into the mom community because, mm-hmm. um, I was always having to dash off, you right. know, I it yeah. oh, well, no, I can't, I can't go have coffee at noon on Wednesdays or no, I mm-hmm. don't need a babysitting, um, trade group because all my kids are in daycare because, you know it it right. um it was just a different situation from a lot of the parents not just moms but a lot of the parents that were in that first grade class that that were there right. with our oldest and so um you know I a lot and of times I would go to these too. yeah I would go to these parties and be like okay I don't know anybody and you can make small talk but then I was like oh no I remember April and um I had pulled up I think my Facebook profile and my profile picture was a knitted heart. Oh, Do you yeah. remember? And, you and were then like,
0: you showed us dragons.
1: Yeah. You said, oh, my gosh, do you knit? And I was like, oh, that's nothing. It, you know, it's like this big. It's tiny. It took me, you know, it took me half an hour. Look at this. This took me a month. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I do knit. Um, I like to make, I guess, the the official term in the community is softies, so like stuffed animals. Um, I made a caterpillar as a baby gift. I made a bumblebee as a baby gift. I have made little stuffed horses like for my nieces, and the dragons are not really cuddly. they've got a lot of pipe cleaners in them, but they're very <laughs> impressive. <laughs> and so we are you're amazing For a new friend, you're like, oh, look what I can do. <laughs> Here's my dragons.
0: Here's my talented yeah, so my mom. Is learning how to knit. It's actually kind of um, not anything that she ever wanted to do before, but as she's been recovering from the, the after effects of the chemotherapy that she went through uh, when I was pregnant with my daughter um, and after um, five years ago, I guess, she had neuropathy so bad that she oh, couldn't God. feel Anything. And she still can't. She can only feel the chunkier yarn. She can't feel the fine yarn. Mm-hmm. And she chose to learn how to knit. And now she's getting pretty creative. Like, she's learning how to do new patterns and, like, kind of a waffle weave and just different things that look really cool. You can see she's really, like, uh improving, you know, her techniques and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so she came home with us one time from Minnesota to Arizona. It was when uh, I think my brother got married. I think she rode in the car home. Um, My husband had to fly home and I still had to drive, you know, three kids across the country. And we flew her home when she got here. But she taught my daughter how to knit in the backseat. And so um, it's been really nice knowing that I have a few friends here that do know how to knit because when she has, when my daughter has questions, I literally don't know how to help her. Right. So It's
1: tricky. I learned to knit from a book. And so when things go wrong, you just have to sort of brute force it. And I was too stubborn to look on YouTube. Like, if, you know, when people oh. say you could go back and do one thing, you know, talk to your younger self. Like my younger self was, was too stupid to take any advice from me. <laughs> uh, but I would go back to, you know, to when I was learning to knit and be like, Jen, check YouTube. It's full <laughs> of people doing exactly that. You can watch them. Cause my- it, w- it would have made things much easier.
0: My daughter and my mom got together on Zoom the other day, and they just knitted together. And I look forward to maybe us doing this, Uh, you and a few other friends who knit, maybe kind of have an online knitting club for those of us who are home all the time.
1: That would be fun. So
0: I do know something about your home office, and I know that is also your yarn room.
1: It is also my yarn room. Um, The yarn is in the closet, and I have, um, I have a cat, and I look this way because he's sitting in the chair right next to me. I have a cat who likes to eat yarn, like he likes to chew on it oh, and actually yeah, ingest mine. it, and it's not good. Oops. And so, yeah, I, I have had to keep the, the closet door closed. But my home office is also uh, my craft room. And it's the repository for all things that have no other home in our house. Which
0: is... is it just like Jen's room? Like if it belongs to Jen, it just goes in there.
1: Yeah, and because of um, because of the coronavirus and the delays in shipping that we've been having, I started doing my Christmas shopping early this year. And so, if as I've seen things that I'm like, oh, that's perfect for anybody—my sister or a niece <laughs> or whatever. Um, Um, yeah, I'm just buying things and kind of stashing them in the corner. (laughs) So, yeah, one of these days uh, I'll be ready for Christmas. Hopefully it's before Christmas. So my office is much more cluttered than I would like it to be. I would like it to be more peaceful, but. um, It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. And and this is, you know, you had asked me at one point for any kind of tips and tricks for people um, who do work at home. And one of the things I always tell people is it's really nice to have a separate space. And of course I it's do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> because <Right. laughs> my space is just um a collage of all kinds of different things that I'm working on. Um, I know you've
0: got your guitar in there I do. and you've got like a comfy chair and then your yarn closet and yep. then your work desk. But When you look at your work desk, you only see your work desk. And when you sit in your comfy chair, you don't see your work desk, right?
1: Um, I can see it if I look for it. But when I sit in my comfy chair, I I can see the TV. So I have a little TV in here um, so that if, you know, if my boyfriend is watching football on the big TV, I can be watching the World Series here on my little TV. (laughs) Uh, We don't have to fight over the remote or if, um, you know, if there's something going on and I can just kind of listen to it in the background as I'm, as I'm, uh, you know, doing less demanding tasks at work. And I try really hard not to, not to commingle my work and my personal, but it's just so hard. It really is. It's, it it would be nice to have that line and I haven't figured out a way to make it happen. (laughs) It's another work in Another room. Yeah. I need a bigger house and this one's already pretty big, so...
0: So let's talk about your work a little bit. Um, Like I said, I just interviewed a whole bunch of people who are entrepreneurs, and I know that you are a CPA.
1: I am a CPA. Um, I got my license in North Carolina in 2012. Um, My tip and trick for people who want to get CPA licensed, don't do it while you're pregnant with your first child. Don't do it when you have a newborn unless you unless you have a really, really amazing um, partner who will jump in and take care of that stuff. So I, um, I got three quarters of the way through my testing requirements uh, before my son was born, my older child. And then, yeah, and then he came along and I still had that last quarter to do. And maybe the hardest thing that I've ever done, including giving birth to that little sucker Uh, after 28 hours of labor with him um, (laughs) studying for the CPA exam with a newborn was, was very, very tough, but I'm, I'm proud to say I got through it. I was licensed in February of 2012. Um, I have been working for the same employer since 2009 it seems almost unbelievable that that was eleven years ago, but I've been mm-hmm. with the same company for eleven years. I've kind of worked my way up so um, you didn't have
0: your c p a when you started
1: I did not, and in fact i i had I had thought you know I don't really need it. I'm not planning on practicing as a tax preparer or an auditor, and it's it's kind of a nice to have, but I have a master's degree in accountancy okay. i um so it's just gravy. Um so my my boyfriend just came home. He rode his bike to work today and so I didn't hear the garage door, but <laughs> he yeah. And he um he does not work from home, so that's kinda nice and Kind of not sometimes,
0: <laughs> but your boyfriend did work from home for some time, right? He
1: did um, when the virus was um, was pretty rampant. Um, his company closed their doors and got everybody working from home. Um, and then, unfortunately, he was laid off from that company. And luckily, was able through his contacts to get a job pretty much right away. And yeah. uh, but his new company wants him in the office. So he he mostly works in the office now, but he does take um, his company is owned by an Australian company. And since they're 15 hours ahead, he winds up taking their early morning meetings that happen at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. here Oh yeah. Um, at home. And so he he has a, a setup up in his home office as well.
0: So you guys have like his and her offices. Can you actually see each other when the doors are open or not?
1: Um, my back is to my door. So not really. (laughs) If I'm Mm -hmm. standing in my doorway, I can see, um, into his office. Um, and, but we don't usually chit chat, um, when we're both working. So Mm -hmm. it's, uh, yeah, you know, we, we both try to stay focused on work. Um,
0: so tell us what you do now.
1: Okay, so right now I, I work as the accounting manager for my company. We have about 2,000 employees in the United States, and I do all of their financial statement reporting and their indirect taxes. That would be everything besides income tax. So sales tax, property tax, um, those are the two biggies. Uh, somehow or another, I've become a sales tax expert at my company, which was not something I ever planned for. But um, it's—I try to keep learning, and it was something that needed to be done. And so I just, sort of the same way I learned how to knit, I just started doing it. And uh, and now people say, "Well, you're our tax expert," and I'm like, "Who? <laughs> like, oh, 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 yeah." <laughs> right.
0: Me. So you didn't start off as a manager. How did you uh, climb that ladder?
1: Um,
0: and you so, weren't working from home at the beginning either, right?
1: No, I was working in North Carolina. I got, uh, They had hired a string of people who hadn't really worked out and they were looking for a temp. And I had just relocated across the country um, and was looking for anything that... Would give me more hours than H and R Block was giving me at that time, mm-hmm. so I took it was a temp to hire job. I took it. I worked for them for six months as a temp, um, as a senior level accountant, which I had been doing prior um, with my master's degree. I I had the experience to do that, um, and then they promoted me to a team supervisor after a few years. And then when my boss, who was the accounting manager, left. They gave me that position. So I've been doing that since my daughter was born in 2014.
0: And that was all North Carolina?
1: All in North Carolina. When when they promoted me to accounting manager, it was part of a relocation to California. Uh, that's where our home office is. And then um, after I was there a couple of years, I came home to Arizona for personal reasons. My boss and our CFO were gracious enough to let me work from home. Ha- well we had a site here in Arizona, and they were gracious enough to let me work remotely, but not from home. Um, and so I worked- So you
0: had an office here?
1: I had an office here in Chandler, um, where you know I, I would drop the kids off at school, and then I would drive into the office every day. Um, and none of the people that I work with on a daily basis were in that office, but they liked to have me on site. Um, then they sold that building <laughs> and my boss said, well, could, is it possible? Could you work out of your home? Do you have an extra office or something? And I said, yeah, I can make that work. So for a while I worked in my living room, I just had a, like, I had a, a like a front room and then a family room, you know, I had two rooms in my house and I turned that front room into an office with no doors so I set up my mm-hmm. desk and a chair and a printer and I worked just kind of out in the open and then with two little
0: kids running around with
1: two tiny kids running around <laughs> um yeah the, you know you you look back on a lot of parenthood and think I don't know how I did that and the answer mm-hmm. is you just do there's no yeah. other alternative so you just do it um, and then, yeah, I moved into a new house that was bigger, had a had a fourth bedroom, and and was able to actually set up an office. Um, it, you know, the living situation has kind of evolved, and the job situation has kind of evolved. And uh, mm-hmm. the only thing that's constant is change, right? That's
0: right. So you were working remotely, but the rest of your team was all working on site in California.
1: That's right. So I have so four direct feel- reports.
0: Do you feel like having had this experience before they all had to come home has really helped you lead them?
1: I think it has. Um, there have been a number of things right when right when this pandemic first started and they were starting to work from home. And I was able to say, no, 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 just get a headset. Because I I fought through not having a headset for maybe a year. And then, and I had a desk phone, but you know, I was doing a lot of this. Um, Mm -hmm. And as things have have gone more and more, I've said, no, 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 this is, yeah, this is silly. You need monitors at home. You need a headset at home. Um, I've been able to tell them stuff about logging in through a virtual private network, a VPN connection, um, issues that I have had or the ways that I've gotten around them. And so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not something that you, that you wish on people to have that, like, okay, we're going to have a global pandemic. I really, really hope we have this global. No, 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 obviously not. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, it was sort of lucky that I had already done this and that I was already familiar with running team meetings from 400 miles away. Okay, we're going to have this, you know, we're going to have a conference call. Um, and so back to evolution, I've started saying, okay, so, you know, like the last Friday of every month, we'll do something fun. We'll do Hawaiian shirt day and, like, you know, plan to be on camera. We'll have pajama day. We'll have just once a, once a week, just once a month. Oh, um, once a month. <laughs> and so, I meet with my t- one, one thing that I did have to do when, when they all moved to their homes with the pandemic, and they're still there. My company hasn't reopened yet. Okay. Um, I mean, my company is open, but for, not for administrative office staff. Got it. Um, is I used to have a once a week kind of touch base meeting to say, okay, what's going on? What issues are you having? Um, And when everybody was in the office together, they were able to work out a lot of their things. They all sit in kind of an open bullpen style cubicle area. And so they're able to look at each other's screens and kind of talk to each other as they need to. Well, now that we're all in our own homes, I moved that meeting to three times a week.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Just to say, Okay, what kind of issues are we having? And a lot of times you find out it's, Oh, I, I can't get logged in to the network. Oh, I already had that problem because I came into, you know, I came into the, my office at 7 a.m. and now it's, you know, 10, we're having this meeting. Here's what I did. Here's who I talked to. Let me forward you an email and we can Mm -hmm. solve everybody's problems at once. Um, And I try to keep them to just half an hour. I don't want to really hammer everybody with, this is what you should be working on when I want them to be working on it instead. Um, (laughs) You know, I I try to keep it real quick. We just kind of go around the circle and say, all right, what are we working on? Anybody have any issues? Anybody have anything they want to bring up? Um, A lot of times I make announcements you know that my boss is going to be out of the office so if you need any check signed you need to get them in or i'm looking for a piece of mail has anybody seen it um and a lot of times we just sort of commiserate about um you know oh there's you know there's COVID cases at the school or my son is um, i have two employees that have college age kids and trying to navigate, okay, how do, you, how do you handle being a college freshman and not know if you're going to be on campus or remote? And oh do you, you know, do you commit to moving into the dorm and being socially isolated in the dorm? Or do you stay at home with your family and socially isolate with them? And, and so they're able to kind of commiserate and talk about those things. Um, yeah. Even though the rest of us don't necessarily have the same problems, we, we at least, you know, it's made us a little bit more of a family.
0: So when I first started working from home in 2008, I had some people that I very much loved on site. Uh, there are a few people that I probably wasn't going to keep in touch with ever again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't, I'm social, but I can use things like the chat features, you know, that they have the instant messaging on the computer, you know, to communicate. I'm pretty social in that way too. I didn't realize how much I was going to miss that chit chat. Like yeah. I, I, it was actually, it took me about a while month before I put my finger on what felt weird. And I realized I can't just turn around and tell, it was Denise. I can't just tell Denise what happened to me, you know, yeah. or this little thing like you just would think about and you would just want to tell someone and blurt it out. And there just wasn't someone to say that to you anymore. And so I wonder how, I mean, have they told you how they receive these meetings, (laughs) like the increase of meetings, or is it good?
1: They haven't said anything to me. I've asked them about um, if the opportunity came about for them to go back into the office as a choice, Mm -hmm. um, would they want to go? And they've basically all told me that they prefer being home. Mm -hmm. Um, I think accountants in general tend to be a little more... A little less social, let's say that yeah. um, you know they tend to be a little quieter um, I'm the exception that proves the rule, <laughs> <laughs> and I think they enjoy being home i I had when we do quarter end closings, we typically work very late hours mm-hmm. um, and so when we're when we're there in the office, I make sure to order in food for them. Well, they told me this last quarter it was so nice to just be able to um, you know, go have dinner with their family. And then, you know, so, okay, my, you know, um, my husband or my wife is home and we sat down and we had dinner and we watched the news or we watched our sitcom. Mm -hmm. And then I came back to work. Yeah. Came back to, you know, like from the kitchen to the office. Um, Mm -hmm. And so then working so late doesn't feel like such a hardship because you're not missing your family. Right. But, but I had the same experience. I really missed having lunch with coworkers. I really missed, um, you know, going um, just to have a break, a cup of coffee or something. Yeah, I can see my little coworker friend. Um, he's sitting on my desk now. Uh, oh, is that your cat? <laughs> yes, that's my cat, Juno. He's a good boy. Um, Aww. When he's not eating my yarn, he's a very good boy. So yeah, he keeps me company. He sits in the cozy chair and he snores, so that I I don't feel alone in my home office. And a warm body. Lunch, and he eats lunch with me, so you know I can I can tell him my things. Like you know, can you believe this? Can you <laughs> believe what? Can you believe what they're asking me today? And he just purrs. <sighs> so he's a very understanding soul.
0: So during the pandemic. Mm our school sent all the kids home for remote learning. Yep. And so we did that the second half of March, April, and May, and then back again in July and August. And then they gave the option to come on site as like um some of the students came on site in September. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell everyone what your solution to that issue was? Like how did it go for you last spring?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. So last um so basically our kids never went back to school after spring break. So you know, I had planned, like, I had activities for them over spring break, which then were yep. canceled. Yep. Um, because You had the, them all
0: booked for all these camps and all these yeah, things. Yeah, I did. You had really uh, prepared.
1: I was ready for them to have so much fun. And then <laughs> everything was c- closed and canceled. So um, it was really hard. Very stressful for me to just have the kids home. Um and when, when they're just sort of home, like on weekends, they're usually fine. They will play with their toys or color or read or watch television. Um, but after two, three, four, five, six days, and then I'm thinking, oh, I'm a terrible person. I need to get the You know, they need to be learning. They can't just rot their brains on TV for however long this epidemic lasts. Um But then to try to balance, oh, my goodness, you know, getting online for a morning meeting, getting them going. My eight-year-old at the time was having none of it. Um, I had to fight for every minute of school with him. And almost every single day wound up with one of us in tears.
0: Yes. Um, Let me just say, our children are very intense children, all of them. (laughs) So I, I understand because really I know your children very tips. well.
1: <laughs> They're really uh, right fantastic before
0: the Right before the pandemic, uh, our families were spending a lot of time together. I had yes. started picking up your kids and bringing them back to your house sometimes and vice versa. And we did the mm-hmm. Super Bowl party together. That's and right. we were hanging out at, like, food trucks and everything. That's
1: right. Going and it was
0: really nice because we were kind of sharing, like, you know, to, our school is a charter school. So we don't have busing services. So we have to go pick them up and it was kind of fun for my kids to like let their friends come in the van and we drove them up. It's about 20 minutes or so, you know, and they're all like brothers and sisters.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and then just everything stopped. Everything and so it's like, they had so much community and we're taking this, you know, I, I like to say that we're doing the extreme edition of social distancing <laughs> and yeah. I know your family was too. So we were
1: too. Um, And my daughter was just she was in kindergarten last spring, and she just she didn't want to, and she would just close the laptop on her teacher, just like hang up on
0: her. We've seen that here too.
1: Um, Very difficult, and I really had to sort of lower my standards and lower my expectations. Um, I I I made sure very early on to communicate with my boss that like hey. I don't have any child care. The kids mm-hmm. cannot go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. There is no one else to do school mm-hmm. with them. So I will get my 40 hours in, but it will not always be in a very orderly or mm-hmm. um, methodical fashion. Yeah. And luckily... I feel like, you know, having been with the company for so long, he trusts that, yeah. okay, you know, I had started working on site, I, I'm a good producer, I'm, you know, I have high work ethic. Then when I when I went remote, the production didn't go down. When I went and started working at home, my production didn't go down. In fact, it mm-hmm. probably went up because nobody mm-hmm. was walking into my office to mm-hmm. chit chat. Um, and so, you know, he he can trust that, yes, I will get my work done. It's just, you know, I'm a mom too. And he's a, and he was a single dad um, okay. of older children, but he remembers what it was like when his boys were nine and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was all very lucky. And then once the summer came and went, I thought there's no way we can do that again. Um, not sustainable. I, it's not sustainable. I was burning the candle at both ends, and I don't feel like I was doing a, you know – I don't think I, I mean, I'm not a teacher and, um, I feel like it was damaging my relationship with my son to, to be, to try to be his teacher and, and fight that fight and die on that hill of battle. Um, (laughs) I wanted to save my battles for other things. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So starting in the fall, I found, um, I guess the trendy thing that they are called now is micro schools. Or, yeah, or, or pods. pods. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I basically partnered with another mom who was planning on staying home and schooling her own kids and uh, through she, the
0: school like through the online program through yeah. really through the school yeah
1: yes yeah, so she you know she had basically cut her hours at at her job and committed that she was going to be the proctor is sort of what i say um which is she, a full
0: time job i have learned with three kids it's I, a big deal
1: it is and so you know it's not that she's not teaching it's she, she's not preparing the curriculum but she's implementing the curriculum right
0: and supplementing too
1: <laughs> and 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 she i mean so our plan was that she would basically be the stay at home parent but for my kids too um and so that we had a lot of stuff going for us we knew that they had maintained the same level of social distancing that we had for the most part we um, our children are in the same classes not only the Which same is a miracle. grades so she has two children i have two children our older two are in the same class and our younger two are in the same class
0: That's great so
1: it wasn't that she needed to maintain four separate Mm-hmm. You know, stations. She needed to maintain two, um, and she had offered. She, I mean, she is an angel straight from heaven. She had offered, and I had kind of been like, "Oh, that's so nice of you." And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, "I should, I should just beg her. I should just beg her to do this." Um, <laughs> so we we went for a coffee and uh, and ironed out the details. Um, I made sure my ex-husband, the kid's dad, was on board. We worked out um, a payment plan. We worked out what the schedule would be, what the expectations were, um, any – just like you would at a school, right, where they send out a list of things and say, mm-hmm. the front gate's open at this time, and you need to pick your kids up by this time, you know, just so we we had – Um, clear expectations about when drop-off was going to happen, what the custody schedule was, you know, all of these sort of logistics things, which you don't even think about until you start explaining them to somebody, allergies, dietary restrictions, um, you know, anything like that. And then even the first couple of weeks we're, we're working on that. And she says, I just need to check in. She says, I need to talk to you for a minute. I just need to check in with you. It seems like your daughter likes to say, I can't. And I was like, oh, yeah, she like she wants to see what she can get away with. She'll tell you she can't. Um, Uh And then you'll catch her doing it. I said, so she so the our friend who's who's running this this circus says she says, I'm going to try to push her. I'm going to, you know, like and I just want to make sure that that's okay because I think she can do these things but she's telling me she can't. I'm like, "Oh no, no, she can." She's yep. just she's trying to get you to do them for you, for her and she goes, "Yeah, that's sort of what I was thinking. I just wanted to check in." So we we have a lot of check-ins. We have a lot of um she texts me almost every day. She sends pictures of what they're working on when she can. It's I mean, she sends it's really, me the
0: pictures too. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic.
1: Um and I'm just so grateful that she is really enhancing their educational experience and allowing yeah. them to kind of pursue things they are interested in and making it sneaky learning. She keep, she keeps telling me, "Don't tell them that," but she you know she um she will say, "Okay, let's make let's make cupcakes," you know, and then it's. There's all of this sneaky math of measuring, and um, she had them make a list, uh, like a step, how do you make cupcakes? Step one. And, you know, and they, the two six-year-olds are sitting there and writing down, step one, gather the ingredients. Uh, Maybe they didn't write ingredients, but, you know, step two, (laughs) get a bowl and mix them, you know, and they're writing this. And they're so excited because they're making a list and they're going to make haunted cupcakes for Halloween.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah, and they're practicing their handwriting and they're using critical thinking of first I do this and then I do this and introducing the words first, next, then, finally. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, I'm, I'm so, so grateful. It's been a really fantastic experience. Not only for yeah. me, for all four of our children, all four of them are happy to have that community, that socialization, that. They're uh, like uh,
0: siblings now. like they, they have that like sibling camaraderie and.
1: <laughs> and battle. Yes. Um, yes. I, I have I have personally witnessed our two older kids like nose to nose, just um, really upset. And then the next day all was forgiven. It was, yep. you know, they they were very passionate. They were each convinced they were right. And then the next day it was, they had talked it out and they were back to, uh, Hey, you know, don't, don't you have your small group at this, this time. And Hey, don't forget, they're working on a Google doc together. I guess my nine-year-old has been emailing me, uh, links to view this Google doc that he and and uh his classmate have been working on about something about Pokemon evolutions and <laughs> and something, but he's very proud. He's figured out how to email this past week and so it's uh That's it's awesome. been bad
0: we called uh, that house one time with all the kids there while you were working one day because my five-year-old needed to conduct uh, a poll and ask some people some questions. And I'm like, "Hmm, how can I quickly right find, gather like, all four, the people four kids?" Yeah, I just we just zoomed with them, and so even though we haven't been able to be in the same like pod, mm-hmm. we kind of are like the cousins who are like a little bit on the fringes, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> close it's by. Been really good. Um, it's it's really hard. To, I, mean, you ha, I mean, you have to be committed to continuing your communities. You have to be committed to okay, we're going to Zoom, we're going to FaceTime, we're going to um, one of the things that this friend has uh, has introduced my children to is Ding Dong Ditch, you know, where you you run up to somebody's house you and did put it to me. <laughs> yeah, and put a you know a bag on their porch. And when I was a yeah. kid, it was a bag full of something not very nice, but. Oh. But, you know, like, like dog doo doo. But, um, but our friend is (laughs) much nicer than that. Yeah. So, you know, she does like little goodie bags for Halloween. Mm -hmm. And then she sent all of all of our kids to go ring the doorbell and then run, um, to you know, be socially distant. And so she said, I could hear them screaming all the way down the street. She says, I know our neighbors knew as soon as it happened because they started screaming. (laughs) <laughs> as they ran all the way down the street
0: not so. discreet at all so talking no. about mental health uh, during the pandemic I think that you and I have had uh once a month socially distanced coffee date mm-hmm. since May and I think that's been basically the best thing that's happened to me um, we didn't start doing well we did it in May and then I think maybe like July yes I that's, know we did yeah. and they got progressively longer. Like it was four hours, and then five hours. <laughs> it was one hundred and seven degrees Fahrenheit, and we were sitting outside. Thankfully, like under a pavilion with some shade, but we were just like drenched. Oh yeah, sweat.
1: very sweaty, and, but it's worth but it's so it for worth your friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, and drinking to, hot to... coffee,
1: right? I was drinking hot coffee. <laughs> so
0: smart. <laughs> it was good. So
1: no, it it is to to find those ways to be able to to see people and talk to people and, and find a human connection. And, um, y- you know, there's a lot of technology. I'm, I'm quite grateful for the technology that's out there to do these FaceTimes and Zooms. And, um, you were the one
0: that introduced us to Marco Polo.
1: Mm-hmm. I love Marco Polo. You and
0: I had part- Marco Polo. We haven't done it recently, but I think we had a lot of like 40 minute conversations back and mm-hmm. forth for yeah. several weeks before we probably before we did our once a month coffee date.
1: Yeah. Um I I Marco Polo with several friends regularly um one in particular my best friend works nights so she works from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. um in Utah and so it's it's even a different time zone most of the year all summer and so when mm-hmm. she gets off work at 6 a.m. I don't really do 6 a.m. unless it's Christmas morning and so yeah. <laughs> um you know, but when she goes into work, she'll, however early she gets to work, if she's five minutes early, I get a five-minute polo. If she's 10 minutes early, I get a 10-minute polo. She just sits in her car and and chats because she doesn't want to call me at 11 o'clock at night and she doesn't want to call me at six o'clock in the morning. And you've
0: got your phone like on mute or mm-hmm. something like that.
1: Yeah, on I do not disturb. And so then when, you know, I see it in the morning and a lot of times as I'm, you know, brushing my teeth and and making breakfast or coffee. I'll send her a quick polo back to just say, "Oh, that's great about your husband's promotion, you know or whatever if she, If she said, "Hey, I'm sending a package, let me know when you when you get it or anything like that. Uh, it's been really good we've We've been able to stay more in touch than just email or phone calls or even texts. so that's been good.
0: Did you have that going even before the pandemic?
1: Marco Polo, yeah. With her, with her, yes, because of because of our schedules. Um, mm-hmm. But now I have I have a friend who lives um, in Tucson, so a little bit south of here, and then I have mm-hmm. another friend who's on the other side of the country that I Marco Polo with at least a couple of times a week um, to just say hi and hope you're well. And you know, my my friend across the country is a big baseball fan. I'm a big baseball fan, and so we've we've had a lot to talk about with the World Series and the and the shortened season. And then my friend that's down in Tucson just got married um, outside on a mountaintop and, you know, with the bare minimum of people. But, um, you know, so then it's, I'm really happy and to get to talk to him and, and try to find a time when we can go visit and I can meet his new wife. Um, Yeah, not yet. So
0: Marco Polo is kind of like, It's kind of like leaving voice messages for each other, but they're video. Mm -hmm. I think there's another program that's similar as Voxer, but that's just the voice. And this is voice and video.
1: Right. So it's... And we're
0: using the... I'm using the free version. I don't know about you. I
1: I am as well. Um, The paid version is something like $5 a month, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some advanced emojis and you can play back at double speed instead of single speed.
0: Which I did like doing because like sometimes if I could see that you were recording live, I could like do the double time and I catch, catch up. up so that mm-hmm. I was watching you like in real time. So I felt like I was actually right there. But right. I'm not willing to pay $5 for that. I'm <laughs> not. Not yet.
1: My friend on the other side of the country does pay for it. And so I, I get some, I get some fun emojis, you know, the fancier. It's, <laughs> the yeah. I get fancier version. emojis instead of just, Uh, I think you get a heart, a smiley face, and a thumbs up. Yeah, Uh, it doesn't
0: give you like a sad or a mad face when you've got the free version. And so, like, if you're telling me a sad story, I'm like, wait, all of these are like positive affirmation. Yeah. (laughs) uh,
1: Yeah, I send a lot of hearts, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I love you. You know, like, I'm I'm here. I'm here for you. Exactly. I'm, I'm so happy for you. I love you. I'm, oh, I'm so sad. Oh, that sucks. You know, I, I'm ha- I, Heart, 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 heart. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, Gemma, I really I like that... it. Oh, go ahead. Um, for the asynchronous bit, where, mm-hmm. yeah, like leaving a voicemail that I can leave a little video for my friend who is sleeping, um, right. or she can leave a little video for me that I'll see when I wake up and I can still see her face and we can still almost have a conversation if I keep mm-hmm. it short enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but When like, you
0: told me that I wasn't waking you up, that made me feel more free to actually, because I was getting yeah. off of my, you know, teaching gig at like six in the morning and I'm like, uh, I don't want to like ping her and like ding and, you know, oh. make all the alarms go off on your phone. But yeah, it's really nice for the asynchronous. Sometimes that's for busy moms. Like even if I can see that you're talking to me, I'm like, that's so nice that she's talking to me. I have zero ability to catch up with her right now, but I will look forward to yes. catching that later.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, that's, that's the other thing with mom friends is, okay, well, if my kids go to bed at a certain time, but your kids go to bed at a different time, or, right. or what it, I, I, I have a really hard time, unless we have a coffee date set or something like that, of just like, hey, I just wanted to call and catch up. Like, you can't do it. There's too many there's too many variables, my two kids and your three kids and your husband and my boyfriend and my work and your work. And right, you know, so technologies, it's a good thing.
0: It can really help, even though we're not quite neighbors, but we're in the same vicinity. I think we've seen each other more through things like Marco Polo than we had, you know, like yeah. we had done some coffee dates and things like mm-hmm. that. Like the, I think you sometimes on your Monday mornings would sneak out for a little bit and we do a quick coffee but I miss yep. those times I'm looking yeah. forward to that coming back again
1: yeah. so Jen From
0: to wrap up <laughs> do you have anything that you want to share that has been helpful I know we didn't we didn't talk about your desk do you want to just say a couple words about your desk I know you were so excited so, when you bought it
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I bought a hydraulic standing desk so it um, it has a little switch and it will go up and down so that I can stand or I can sit. And full honesty, I have mostly been sitting lately. Um, before when I first bought it, before the pandemic, before all the craziness of um, trying to trying to trying to teach my kids and work at the same time. Um, I was standing probably two hours every morning and two hours every evening. Wow. It is made out of bamboo, so it's sustainable, which I love. Um, and it's got a monitor um I'm not sure what you call it uh uh, arms so there's like it it attaches it screws onto the bottom of the desk and I have two monitor arms so I can move my monitors up and down or side to side or rotate them as I need to if I need to push them out of the way or if you know um I want to move them to different positions it's really easy to do and it clears clears up more real estate on the desk because I don't have a monitor sitting on the desk. It's mounted on an arm. Wow. It's very nice. I really, really love having the monitors um, up and movable. So it's um, kind of like, you know, if you've ever been at the dentist and they've got that lamp above your head, but they can move it like almost it articulates almost any direction they can really... Mm -hmm. Like get it in your face and blind you. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of how my monitors are set up. And what is the name
0: I, of like the that? company that makes this desk?
1: Um, I want to say it's the the manufacturer is Jarvis, J A R V I S. It's a Jarvis mm-hmm. Bamboo desk, but I bought it from a uh, the company name is. I want to say it's fully f u l l y dot Okay, um, we can
0: look it up and make sure to put the proper names and maybe even links into the show notes.
1: Yeah, it's um, and they have amazing customer service. Uh, you know, I, like this isn't a paid promotion or anything. I was just really yeah. happy with them. I also bought a filing cabinet from them, and you can get one with like a little cushion on the top of it, so you can use it as a seating uh you know, if you if you had a I say a real office, I do have a real office, but if you had a um, if you were in an office setting and you needed, you know, a seat for when people come in to chit chat with you, you can get a pad for it. So it doubled oh, wow. as kind of a bench. I didn't buy the pad. I just needed the filing cabinet, but it was damaged in the shipment. And I um, sent them an email and sent them some pictures. The bottom drawer is a little, instead of being straight up and down, it's just tilted a little, a little bit.
0: little wonky.
1: Has not changed any of the functionality. They said, you can send it back. We'll send you a new one or we'll give you a $75 credit. Like we'll refund the $75. Oh, wow. So really fantastic customer service. They really want you to be satisfied and uh, really good quality. The desk is is amazing. I, I do love it. You can hear the cat is rustling around. I apologize. Is that the cat? <laughs> yeah, he's climbing on some tissue paper. and. Uh, is your
0: cat still a kitty?
1: So he is He's 18 months? Yeah. He's not that old. He's just over a year old. And he's so kitty. he's still very curious, and he has a lot of energy, and he... Bites you Um, in
0: your face in the night? (laughs) He
1: doesn't bite my face, but he bites my feet. Oh, right. He's on my toes. And lately he started hurting us into bed. So if he decides it's time for bed, but I am like walking around in our living room, he'll like start batting, claws in, but he'll be batting at my calves to try to get me to go back to bed.
0: Wow.
1: He can cuddle up. (laughs)
0: a little turkey
1: yeah he he's uh i was kind of laughing i was like everybody in this house is bossy even the cat
0: (laughs) so for our friends who are maybe at home unexpectedly working from home during this time or maybe just trying to look for work from home positions do you have any things that you'd like to share just to encourage them or extra tips that you haven't mentioned already?
1: So I I mean, like anything, I think there's a lot of upside to being at home and there's some downside. Um, one upside that I love is that if, you know, if I have a little downtime between meetings, I can go run and put a load of laundry in
0: mm-hmm. and then the
1: washing machine does its thing while I'm still working. Um, yep. You know, I love that kind of thing. I love that I don't have to go out to get food, and I don't like I don't eat as much garbage food. Um, I know other people have had the opposite um, experience where because you can go both ki- ways. <laughs> the kitchen is open twenty four seven. they snack twenty four seven. I haven't ha- you know I'm bad about getting up in the morning and making a lunch. And so to be able to go in there and make a turkey sandwich, and eat it is is much better for my health than running down to the Burger King and getting a quarter pounder. Right. I think I mixed those up, but... Um, I think you got it right. At any rate, um, I think the hardest part about working from home is keeping the motivation to be working. That um, if I walk into the kitchen and I see, oh, there's dishes in the sink, they just have to wait. Um, and giving myself that permission of like that can what You're at work right now. You're on the work clock. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be much better about it. I've I've slacked off during pandemic, but I used to be really good about. I would get up and get dressed as if I were going to drive into the office every day. So <laughs> <laughs> As a as a reminder to myself that I was on. My employer's clock and not right. my clock. So, you know, when I'm, when I'm wearing my work clothes, I don't do dishes. Okay. <laughs> and when my kids were younger, it was also a good signal for them that they knew that if I was wearing work clothes, that they needed to wait. They needed to be patient. But if I was wearing pajamas or yoga pants, um, that they could come and talk to me.
0: It was like mom time.
1: Yeah. So probably. I did like
0: the opposite. When I started working from home, I think I got rid of 90% of my work clothes and I only kept like my one favorite skirt that was extra stretchy. And so it got me through three pregnancies. <laughs> <laughs> I could wear it yeah. pregnant or not pregnant. Um, it, you know, and I just wore the same skirt. Like
1: with the kitchen, I think I think working from home is very personal. And I guess my advice is... But if it's not working, keep trying things until you find something that works. If, um, you know, if it's just too tempting to, I don't know what, you know, that you walk by and your knitting bag is right there, you know, you close the closet door. Or one thing that worked really well when my kids were home over the summer was they wanted to play with me. Um, cause they kind of got tired of the TV and the Nintendos and things. And so they'd be like, mom, when can, when can we play the game of life? Or when can we read this audio book together on your phone? And so I would set a meeting on my work calendar for Ooh. them. So they knew that they, ha- you know, they would have my undivided attention for an hour, you know, like my lunch break, basically. And it was
0: blocked on your calendar?
1: It was blocked on my calendar and I would tell them, you know, I, and my daughter would come in and say, are you still working? And I would say, yes, yeah, but I'll, you know, but I have a meeting with you at noon. So if you know you, and it's 1120, so you just need to be patient for 40 more minutes and having that Mm -hmm. time blocked off that they knew that they were going to get my time made them a lot less likely to interrupt. Mm -hmm. Um, They still would occasionally like, I can't get, you know, I can't get this package of goldfish crackers open. Can you help kind of thing, but not wanting attention. Um, Not
0: needing the, the full shebang right now.
1: Yeah, and then just and being committed to kind of clocking out from work at, say, 5 o'clock. And then if I needed to go back after they went to bed, I could still do that. But I tried mm-hmm. really hard just so that they knew that at 5 o'clock they could come in and we would have family time. Right. Um, because you know, I want them to know that they are important, even though work is work is here in the same house as them. Like another sibling, they have to share. <laughs> <Why> <laughs> so do we do not have, have time, to work?
0: We don't have time to get into it all right now, but Jen actually has tons and tons and tons of great parenting ideas. <sighs> and uh, I think to the point where, I don't know if it was your idea or someone encouraged you to, to start thinking about maybe writing a book.
1: Yeah. So a friend of mine who was a counselor, um, like a you know, a marriage and a child trauma counselor um, had told me one time we were talking about my kids and she said, you know, if everybody parented like you did, I wouldn't have any clients. <laughs> and um, and I said, you know, that's, that's a really nice compliment. Thank you. And especially mm-hmm. because parenting is so hard and so demanding and you feel like you're doing it wrong so much of the time. And she says, no, I'm serious. I was talking to my partner in my practice and, and we think you need to write a book so that, um, so that all of these, all of these parents that are, you know, ruining their children would figure out how to do it right. And, you know, and it was kind of like a (laughs) ha 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 over a glass of wine. However, it really appealed to me. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I like to write and I, I like to share my stories and my insights, um, Especially when I think that they're helpful for other people, um, you know, I would never hard. tell anybody you're you're parenting wrong because again, it's mm-hmm. very individual to both the parent and the child. But to be able to say, you know, what works for me is if I put a meeting on my calendar, then my kids are not so antsy mm-hmm. because I'm validating that they're important, but work is still important. You know, it's or I ask them what would help. Do
0: you have stuff. a working title for this book?
1: So the working title for the book is. Um, The owner's manual for kids, because (laughs) when I brought my first child home from the hospital, uh, I thought, like, I don't think I'm qualified for this. And my mom told me, yeah, they don't come with an owner's manual. They really should. <laughs> and it's always kind of stuck with me that yeah, awesome. Children really need an owner's manual. So that's that's the working title. As I think of little things, I'm I'm writing them down, and and someday, uh, someday I'll publish an, a book about parenting. I love it.
0: Well, we'll put some of your links into the show notes, but I Great. think we're gonna call it. I think we went way past the time that we talked about. We did. <laughs> But, Jen, I love you. Thank you for coming on today and appreciate it. It's just good to see you. And we also got to record something out of it. So it's kind of fun. Excellent.
1: Yes, excellent.
0: Uh, All right. Well, this has been April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home. And I'm with Jen Hewish today. And I will see you next time. Thank you.
1: Yeah.